0: Oh, say Shalom bim who Huya Shalom Aleinu, Be'a ko Israel, the Imru, Imru, amen. I'm back, y'all. It's been a long time, four or five months since we've I've recorded anything for our community. And today, uh, the fire within was too loud. There are too many connections, too many stories and words of synchronicity and healing and wholeness and love to not share. So here we go. I've been on a recording sabbatical from the podcast and from the YouTube channel and interviews and really been doing a tremendous amount of inner curiosity, inner journaling, lots and lots actually of teaching, Um, circles and clients. And first in-person retreat was this past weekend. And life is flowing and growing. The spirit is flowing and growing inside of me. And there have been a lot of um, changes. So, since I last recorded, I have left my role at American University and the Maryland Institute of Integrative Health. Um, and I will be uh, co creating with a dear, beloved friend, Michelle Molitor, um, really helping to grow Nectar Consulting, doing well being and wellness. Um, corporate organization B core uh, nonprofit um, emotional well-being mental physical spiritual really helping organizations and corporations move through this uh, new world that we are emerging into and so this feels so fun and scary and I'm growing and creating and Um, have to walk my walk and talk the talk so I could hear the beginnings of the whispers of the university adjunct teaching um, probably in the winter. I, I had a feeling it might be my last semester. I wasn't sure what that would look like and feel like and just kept listening and kept listening and after the semester ended really heard loud and clear it's time for this chapter to close. So I had already been in conversation with Michelle and I'm really excited about trying something new while also honing my energy and teachings and studies around spiritual ecology, um, deepening what it means to be Jew witchy in this world, um, what spiritual activism looks like, what communal care looks like on the ground in our world, how to raise our own advocacy, voices, strength. And really what's coming through today, which is why I wanted to record is, I really want to help us all get to the root of the crap that's weighing you down or that's weighing us down. And so that means a real focused energy and attention towards The dark stuff or the hard stuff or the, the, I don't even want to say bad, but the stuff that's like, uh, that kind of weight, I feel like if we can come together in community and start to pick at some of these issues and wounds, we've already been doing it. Right. So there's, there's, let me just be clear. Nothing is really different except my own turning fully towards that commitment Um, as a human being. So, you know, working with the Lola community, facilitating, guiding, taking that responsibility really seriously, and also um, in our advocacy for dyslexia, um, in our advocacy as a family for uh, awareness around Lyme disease, awareness around racism, right? So passions that are near and dear to us and the intersection of how we can actually gather together, And keep using each other's energy, sharing stories, passing grief. So it's not weighing one person down so that we all can be elevated within that communal energetic sphere to start to see the world that we long for and envision come to life. And so today's like digging is we've been having a lot of conversations in Lola land and in um, circles and some clients around perfectionism, around the weight of perfectionism. We will be doing this fall some work on inner inner mother wounds and mother wounds and how they show up as a result of patriarchy, as a result of earth-based wisdom not being part of our daily life, ritual, ceremony, initiation, community, um, grief, So these areas have been coming up and I remembered I was sitting this morning having coffee and I remembered that in, I'm looking up the date that it came out, 2000, why can't I find the date here? Oh, 2016. Okay. So that was the year that I closed little Om Yoga Studio. Um, Well, actually I closed it in 2015 and then 2016 was my first year out on my own. Okay. So in 2016, this book present over perfect leaving behind frantic for a simpler, More soulful way of living was like my Bible because everything that Shauna was talking about in the book, I was watching play out in my own life as a result of closing the yoga studio and coming out on my own without, or without that space. Okay. So this book came out right on time. Mm. That whole year, 2016 and 2017, we used it a lot in our conversations in little Omen Lola stuff. I wanted to bring some of these quotes back into our heart today, into our practice today. So What I'm gonna do is read. Um, I'm gonna change a little bit of the language to align more for what's um, just kind of the more, the language that I use. Um, And you get to also do that. If you hear something that doesn't align with you, you know, you can create in your mind something that does align with you and your beliefs, okay? So I'm gonna read some of these quotes And I may or may not uh, give a little talk about them after, but here's my invitation to you. Right now, wherever you are, let's just use this as a meditation together. Let's imagine that we're on retreat. We're in the living room. There's, let's see if it's winter and you're listening to this, there's a fire and you've got some tea. If it's summer, the doors open, the fans are on and there's just a nice breeze. You've got some iced tea and you're laying down, you're totally relaxed. So you can bring that into your mind or actually pause this and go ahead and do that. And I'm just gonna read to you like good old fashioned read aloud time. Hmm. Taking some breaths, pausing, being in stillness. Another way to say it, I used to believe in the deepest way that there was something irreparably wrong with me and love was a lie. Now I'm beginning to see that love is the truth and the darkness is a lie. It used to be that I was my most anxious, jittery, frantic self when I was alone and still. And that makes sense to me now. Essentially, I had a hollow core and that emptiness became deafening in that stillness. So I ran and ran and talked and talked and spun circles around my life, avoiding that emptiness. What I find now though, is that stillness is where I feel safe and grounded and that the frantic living spins me away from myself, from my center, from my new and very precious awareness of how deeply I'm loved. I return to the silence to return to love. I can't hear the voice of love when I'm hustling. All I can hear are my own feet pounding the pavement and the sound of other runners about to overtake me, beat me. But competition has no place in my life anymore. The stillness reminds me of that. The longer I practiced this new way of praying, of listening, of dwelling deeply in divine love, the more I began to feel truly present instead of being hijacked a thousand times a day by my wild mind. I feel all here collected together in a wide-eyed and able way, simple presence, wholeheartedness, patience, lack of paralyzing fear. I feel frankly like the kind of mom and wife and friend I've wanted to be for a long time. Most of my regrets center around getting overwhelmed or stuck in my own head, worried and catastrophizing, endless loops of proving and shame, pushing and exhaustion. I'm thankful for that day, weaving through the tunnels with my precious boy when the violence inside me became profound enough to shake me into new solutions. That's how we grow, it seems. That's how we submit ourselves to the miraculous by swimming through the tunnels. There's so much in there around what happens when we become the woman we've always longed to be in how we show up in our relationships and how we prioritize and care for one another and ourselves. And that the slow down and the letting go of the race, right? It's almost like dropping the reins, dropping the oars, letting other people run ahead, um, provides this depth of presence and awareness There's a trend in books, what they're calling burn it down stories stories about women who hike a thousand miles or move to the other side of the world or start something crazy or risky or bold. This is my burn it down story, essentially. What I'm burning down are the expectations I've held for who I had to be, what people needed me to be, and the distance those expectations created between the divine and me and between the people I love and me, and between the beauty of the world and me. A million years ago, or 20 really, I bought a card at the little hippie gift shop in my college town. I glued it to the front of a notebook and scribbled in every direction, every inch of those pages. And this is what the black and white card said, barns burned down, now I can see the moon. So much about burning down. There's so much, especially right now in the height of Pitta season, the fire season. What are we transforming? What are we, who are we becoming in the fire of transformation, which is always happening if we turn towards it, orient towards it, pay attention to it. It's really, um, I think I'm, I'm deeply curious about burn it down stories where you're not actually running away from your children or your marriages or your relationships or your families, but where the way you have been is being burnt down. The way you have been is no longer serving you. The way you have allowed others to dictate or impose expectations is part of your daily life. So how do we I think it's one of the things I'm most, mm, I'm I'm most passionate about sharing publicly is how behind the scenes I'm going through my own burn it down processes, processes, processing or letting it go um, in order to be like my external life looks the same. I get up, have my morning routine, spend time with the kids, take them where they need to go, do my work. you know, pick up the kids, do the dinner thing, do the wife thing. You know, there's all of these layers that look the same on the outside, but on the inside, how I'm attuning to presence, how I'm prioritizing things that are just in my deepest desires, like having this amazing little sanctuary office slash, you know, library, you can't say all the books here, but all the books, all the library. And my, you know, cards and decks and candles, on top of a real, like a meditation space right here, you know, prioritizing that I, as an artist, as a creative, um, this is the kind of space I thrive in, and I want to create this for myself. And so, prioritizing that um, as a joy practice, as a pleasure practice, that this doesn't look like a crate and barrel um, catalog, which those look very nice. And I like pottery barn and things like that, but I'm saying they're not really me on the inside. And so how do we find our way to me? Right. What does that look like? What does that feel like? Okay. This, I love this, this passage, it's been a rainy summer profoundly so, with many storms right at bedtime, the boys standing on the porch with us in their pajamas, watching the dark rolling clouds, smelling the rain. As I've stripped things out of my life, constant traveling, overworking, compulsive activity, I'm finding that my senses are attuned so much more deeply than they've been in years. Music is reaching me with a depth I can't remember since my adolescence and poetry and nature too. I thought my midlife season would be about pushing into a new future, and it is. I thought it would be about leaving behind the expectations and encumbrances of the past. It is. What I didn't know is I would feel so much like recovering an essential self, not like discovering a new one. Hold close to your essential self, get to know it the way you get to know everything in the world about someone you're in love with, the way you know your child, their every freckle and preference and which cry means what. This self, this fragile and strong, creative flip flop and ponytail self, she's been here all along, but I left her behind. Almost lost her when I started to believe that constant motion would save me, that outrunning everything would keep me safe. You cannot be a mystic when you're hustling all the time. You can't be a poet when you start to speak in certainties. You can't stay tender and connected when you hurl yourself through life, like being shot out of a cannon, your very speed a weapon you wield to keep yourself safe. The natural world is so breathtakingly beautiful. People are so weird and awesome and loving and life-giving. Why then? Did I try so hard for so long to get away without feeling or living deeply? The pace of our society and the trauma response of faster, more is real. It's real. I think about my own running away, constant striving. I think about the survival techniques that allowed me to land here today right where I am, which is a really, really, really magical, mysterious, marvelous, painful, beautiful, wild and wonderful body, mind, soul, spirit here right now. So that pace, I now experience a contrast. I can feel the difference when things are going too fast. And I know I have some tools in my toolbox to help me slow them down and not respond out of a lack of worthiness or a fear of being unloved or rejected and part of going into the depths of your most difficult parts of your life, I think really do help you expand the most beautiful parts of your life. There are so many other beautiful tidbits in this book. And um, one of the things that I'd like to do for our community moving forward is I do have a gift of reading in terms of the pace and digestion and have had an incredible library and been reading really incredible words of wisdom for many, many years. And so one of the things I wanna do in bringing this back to life is to have these read-alouds where I read aloud parts of books that have been really transformational and allow you to get some of that, not so that you have to read all of them, um, but so that maybe you get a little taste of just what you need, the medicine that you might just need in that moment. And perhaps some of them will be really interesting to you and you want more, or perhaps it will Um, Just be a way for me to share in the privilege and strengths that I've had around um, reading incredibly life-changing books and and integrating them and being able to listen and, and take action in my own life. And so may these words be for the highest and best of your life and my life and our life together in the circle deep breath in deep breath out oh say shalom bimro mab say shalom aleinu vehay kore israel be'ru imru amen shalom everyone